besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson, a really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence, that's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome. Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Excellent job. Welcome to another big edition of the driver's seat. We've got Sand Down in the rearview mirror. My name is Nims Azort, joined as always by Matt McKellen and Stephen Johnson. Boys, we're all over the shop today. Matty, you're in Queensland still? I am. I'm, uh, I've just put the umbrella away and I've put the rain jacket away. Sunshine today, but yes, up on the Goldie today. And uh, Stephen, you're all present and correct in Adelaide? I am. I am, fellas. I'm down here in Adelaide looking at this marvellous glass wall onto uh, 1 King William Street. 1 King William. That's yes, the one. Yeah. Wonderful studio, Luma. But look, we're not here doing an episode of Getaway. We've got to get to our guest. Uh, he is our feature interview, thanks to Ryko Filters. Make sure you ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. But after a stellar performance on the weekend, we can't just throw his name out there without giving him a solid driver's seat intro. This young man leading a supercars race for the first time. It's only his 11th main game race. And that's the Erebus elation, because this young kid, he has driven so well. Brody Kostecki, his first podium, and the team reaction is superb. And what a great drive. For Erebus, Boost Mobile Racing, his first time on the podium, it's Brody Kostecki. Yeah, literally, I have got his entire supercars career on the stats page. <laughs> That's how uh, quick he is to the main game. But please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only from Erebus Boost Mobile Racing, Brody Kostecki. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Mate, outstanding. I mean, Nimsy, I think you just said they're back to the driver's seat, but I reckon... Is this Brody's first appearance on the driver's seat? No, no, we talked to him in 2019 when he uh, did the wild card. Ah, yes, yeah, we did too. Out. There we go. I don't remember 2019 <laughs> much. I think I had brain surgery at the end of 2019, so I don't remember. Hey, uh, Brody, outstanding, unbelievable, brilliant. These are the sort of words that we were talking about in my house on Sunday, watching you ply your craft. Congratulations, what mate. What needed? What, what amazing. Needed? Agreed. What an amazing effort! Yeah, it was um, it was pretty exciting to uh, step onto the podium. Uh, you know, in my second ever full time round of the series, and um, just to credit to everyone at Erebus and Barry for uh, you know grabbing two rookies. You know, he, he he was you know pretty ballsy, like us men like to say, with um, you know putting two rookies in the cars. And uh, yeah, it was really great to you know give back that result to them, mate. Um... I guess moving into 2021, you know, you've you've obviously done the Super 2 side of things, you know, did a stellar job last year at Bathurst uh, in the co-driver role. But, you know, what were your expectations going in? Um, you know, obviously, Will, your teammate, but, um, 
going into into Erebus, as you said, totally new driver lineup. You know, big shake up there over over the summer break. And um, you know, what were you what were you you sat down with them? I, I would presume and and set out some goals. What were they? Yeah, I'm a I'm a pretty simple person, really. Uh, at heart, I sort of live day by day. If I'm um, sort of honest with you guys and. Um, I don't really see too mountain too tall to climb. It's just uh, you know you've got to have the, the the right people around you to make it all happen. And uh, you know we sat down at the start of the year and you know, we wanted to you know be on the podium and you know and be able to contend for race wins. So um, yeah, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be doing this full time if I didn't think that I had a chance to you know win a race this year. So that's you know still my main goal. Uh, you know it was pretty cool to you know jump on the podium on. Sunday, but it is in uh, you know wet weather conditions, and you know as we do know, it doesn't rain that much here in Australia. So uh, we still got a bit of work to do, but yeah, we're uh, really proud so far. But you know, it's uh, heads down and tailbones up, and uh, all our uh, focus on the seven's planes. So does it does it reset your goals? I mean, you said you wanted, you always thought you would win a race or be somewhere on the podium, but you know, you, you're solidly now in the ten. Two rounds in, what are the what are the goals now for for twenty twenty one for the rest of it? What does a successful twenty twenty one look like? Yeah, I think um, it would it would be great to get a race win this year and you know be able to go on the podium, um, you know a few times and be that sort of top five bracket would be a good year for us. Uh, you know, I've, I'm, I'm still finding my feet. You know, understanding the soft tire, which is probably you know, going to be the biggest hurdle for Will and myself trying to get that right and qualifying, but at the same time, uh, on on uh, Saturday, it was really cool to see that you know both both of the Erebus cars in the top ten uh, in the dry qualifying stage there, and you know there was only two teams that were in the top ten, and that was uh, Shell and us. So that was really cool to see, and just goes to show that you know all the work that we've put in in the off season and our you know preseason rookie test and everything has all uh, gone to plan so far. So it's been really exciting seeing seeing it all unfold. I mean, we we talk about you. Looking new to our championship in essentially, essentially you've done Super Two, you've now in the main game. But what people may not know is that you had quite a successful career in the United States as well, didn't you? Which, in fact, Barry Ryan was crediting over the weekend uh, in helping you manage your tyres, helping you manage focus and concentration. But take us through what your what your successes were in the US. Yeah, I was uh, very fortunate at a young age of twelve. I was able to uh, go over to the States and uh, did a stint over there for four years and, you know, spent the first year racing with uh, USAC Ford Focus Midgets and, um, you know, at, at 12 years old, it was, you know, the most powerful and uh, sort of aggressive, you know, type of racing I could get into. So um, was able to, uh, you know, do a bit of oval stuff there on the pavement and dirt as well and, uh, you know, was able to win 27 races that year out of, I think, 40 that I did. So I had a really successful year and got to uh, set a few national records as well, which was, uh, you know, really exciting. And then, uh, yeah, moved into the uh, NASCAR late models as soon as I could and um, progressed through the ranks there and got a few race wins and uh, moved into the K&N Pro Series, which is pretty much like the feeder series. It's the main, uh, you know, top top three tier uh, NASCAR championships over there. So pretty similar to Super 2 and, uh, had a bit of bad luck there, but also had some good runs as well. So, um, yeah, by the time I come back to Australia and, you know, started racing Super 2 in uh, 2017, I had a lot of racing under my belt. And, uh, it's certainly a different 
you know, style of racing in, in the US of A compared to here. There's, you know, a lot more population and there's a, a lot more people fighting for the same, you know, piece of uh, chicken bone, uh, so to speak. So taught me to be pretty aggressive <laughs> and, you know, mentally tough and, you know, I'm uh, not afraid to get my elbows out and, uh, you know, have a go. That's why That's why I retired because fighting for burgers, they, they changed that to chicken bones, so I got out. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Um, <laughs> I swear hey, to God, Brody, the minute you said chicken bones, you could just see Steve's brain just go, hang on a second. Mm, nuggets. <laughs> hey, Brody, I do want to ask you, though, mate. Um, I mean, a lot of people don't know you like I know you, but, um, you know, especially off track, but you're very hands-on. You always have been, and something I love about what you do, you're not... Uh, you're not just a roll up, you know, with your latte, turn up with your helmet and drive. You, you know, you're very savvy off track with not just that. We saw in the Hyundai Excels up at uh, Townsville last year. You built that car. You went out and won races with it. Uh, you and Kurt uh, built the ZB, which uh, which you raced in the wild card at Bathurst um, a couple of years ago. Um, off track, you're you're very active, aren't you? And how much do you think that actually helps you behind the wheel? Yeah, it's actually, you know, it's helped a lot so so far and um, even this year it's helped a ton. So, um, you know, five years ago when I, um, you know, started racing Super 2 and stuff, I, you know, there's, there's 24, 25 seats on the grid and um, to be able to get into this sport is, is, you know, very tough and you have a very slim chance of getting in. So I wanted to, you know, make sure that I understood as much as I could and um, I always put in, you know... Um, 110 percent and um you know the more that you understand and you know the more that you know um i can only see it as a bonus so um yeah definitely put in a lot of hard work um off the track to be able to get to the track uh, you know as well as you know working with my family and you know what we did through the super two stuff was really cool as well and you know doing the wild cards as well i want to ask you i'm going to put you on the spot tough question hard question you've shown great speed so far uh if when Jamie Wincup hangs up the helmet at the end of the year, uh, Rich Uncle Roland got on the phone and said, hey, you want to step up to the 88? Would you be able to do it? Or are you contracted relatively long-term at Erebus? Yeah, look, um, you know, like what I said in the press conference, I'm um, very happy with where I'm at. And, um, I've, you know, being in the Erebus family now for, you know, being my second year and, um, you know, when I first signed with Erebus, um, co-driving with Anton, um, I really like the environment there and, um, you know, they've been really great to me and, you know, Barry's, Barry's given me my shot. So I um, owe him that and um, all, all that stuff's really important to me. And um, I think if we just continue on with our year and, um, you know, stick to our program, I think we'll be one of the front running teams. So I'm, uh, I'm uh, not too worried about all that crap and just focus on, you know, what we're doing, um, you know, within our team. I, I love how he, I love how he, uh, how he said not really... A yes or a no. That was, that was quite good. But but um, I do want to ask, though, uh, and this is probably a yes or a no answer. Um, you know, there was a – I love the stashes in, in supercars, and there's not enough of it. You know, we've seen the dude, Paul Morris, have a few <laughs> off track and on track. We saw a little bit of um, – Argy Bargy. Uh, Argy Bargy with Brody and James Courtney before the start of the season with a little bit of an Insta post, which Peter Addison, their sponsor actually from Boost, put up which I thought was awesome. Um, that young whippersnapper, just, JC. Yeah, yeah, and Brody took, <laughs> took no prisoners there. Um, mate, 
Did you have a little smile on your face when you uh, when you're up on the podium and thinking about <laughs> about that and and basically saying, mm, yeah, well, I actually have done. I've probably done more than you in the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't. I don't tend to think about that stuff um, at all. To be honest, um, you know, my main focus on is trying to win races. So um, whoever's winning at the time is who I want to be betting. Not you know, not someone that's um, you know hasn't really done much in the last couple of years not to be rude but that's you know factual <laughs> that's so good um i want to i want to finish off because we I, you sound a bit sick so it's probably not a bad time for you to uh to jump under the doona and get some rest but um i have recently raced against one young nash morris in the trans am series that's what i race in and uh i've seen you guys going through some onboard footage with young nash Teaching him maybe a couple of tricks on how to get that Trans Am fast around the uh, around the circuit. Uh, just on national radio here, you want to give me a few tips as well for an old bloke so that I can beat Young Nash. <laughs> ah, well, you better come to the well, mate. <laughs> hey, that, you know what? I would love to do that, Stevie J. I reckon one day you and I go out to Norwell because we are here on the Gold Coast. We'll go out to Norwell. We'll get Bush. We'll get Nash. We'll get a few of the boys together, and we'll have a crack around in those. Uh, those Toyota 86s, it's a bit of a nursery up there for people who want to really take their racing to the next level. Uh, Norwell Motorplex um, is the place to go. So I reckon I might head out there and if the if the boys are willing to have an old fat bloke, teach an old fat bloke a few tricks, uh, I reckon that'd be pretty good. I don't know about teaching, but maybe uh, maybe we can just go out there. They do, do do a Norwell shootout every now and then and put it up on the whiteboard. So maybe we can be a part of that, Brody. What do you think? Yeah, I reckon you guys will be uh, in for a chance to have a crack at the Norwell shootout. Just don't, uh, don't take any tips off Stevie J because um, he, he hasn't driven that much. <laughs> and not that well that lately. He, mate, you, you need to get that um, thousand going a bit better. What's going on there? Yeah, I know. I know. It's, you know, I, I need the Brody Kostecki set up. So he's just too expensive. But uh, to, to get you on to get you on board. But uh, but talk about talk about. Don't Send him an take invoice, Brody. Send him an invoice. Yeah, talk about don't take any tips from me. What about Brody at Norway? You don't want to take any tips from him, as we alluded on our last show. He jumped out of a car at 100 k's an hour while it was going at Norwell last time. That's how he got the nickname Bush. Yeah, it was a life or death situation there, so I, I chose life. <laughs> oh, gold. Best driving Stevie J's done this year has been the, through the drive-through at McDonald's and KFC. Let me tell you that much. <laughs> I am good at that. You should see the times. Yeah. I can actually go through there backwards faster than Matty. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, it's been it's been awesome to watch you progress from Super Two into the main game. And uh, I think, as Stevie J said right at the top of the show there, you are what Supercar needs. And what we saw from you uh, and, you know, and your teammate, Will Brown, um, some good new young faces on the podium and, and really challenging these front guys. I think that's exactly what Supercars needs going forward. So it was a real breath of, of fresh air. And uh, it's been great talking to you, mate. Hopefully we'll be able to do it more often throughout the show, throughout the year. Yeah. That'd be great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Hey, Brody, it. just just quickly, I want to know: Did Barry uh, buy you that beer after Sandown? <laughs> oh, he yeah, he did. He did buy me beer, and uh, I made sure he bought all the Creel beer as well. So everyone <laughs> was well um, was well nourished with beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we if we see like a couple of Melbourne bitter stickers on the Boost Mobile uh, ZB Commodore, we'll know how he got those beers. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah, well, we are looking for a beer sponsorship, so anyone out there, just hit us up. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Brody, as Matty said, uh, mega effort on the weekend, but uh, thanks so much for joining us on the driver's seat. I don't reckon that uh, we'll have to wait uh, another two more years to chat to you, mate, because you're going to be up the front a lot more. But uh, it was exciting racing, and all the best, mate, at, uh, t- at Tassie coming up. All right, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There we go. Brody Kostecki joining us here on the driver's seat. Wasn't it just exciting racing on the Sunday, boys? It was super. Oh, it was super, Matty. I mean, I, it really was. It's and you know what? It's always Sandown's always uh, a great place to throw up something different. Even even though Shane won all three races, but the, just the racing and throwing a bit of wet weather at Sandown. It, and as they alluded to on the telecast, uh, it is the slipperiest track. There are some of the corners there mm. that are the slipperiest corners in the country in the wet, bar none. Um, and it always throws up great racing. So it's always cool to see. Cars flying through the air, shortcutting turn two and three, and and uh, sliding around everywhere, trying to pass each other. I think it's it was it was great, and you know, really proud of Brody. I knew he was going to make it up there, and uh, we just want to see him there more regularly, or regularly, especially in the dry. Yeah, I agree. Some of the best racing I've seen in probably five years, I reckon, in supercars. Oh, it was just the, the the race two and three. In fact, all three races were just brilliant. So uh, very happy with the weekend performance of Brody and the rest of the guys. It was brilliant. I can tell you right now um, that even though we had a crowd cap on uh, people that were allowed in there, it sounded like ten thousand at the uh, at the MCG. It was just so loud. Amazing. It was fantastic. And did the, did the crowd yell and scream when they uh, when you got up and had people asking for your photographs and and uh, autographs in Nimsy? They did. I did the royal wave. <laughs> uh, he did an autograph too. He got a photo. He did too. <laughs> Fan recognised our little man. Yeah, it was great. Uh, we, we were both very proud. We were both very proud of you, Nimsy. So we have to give a shout out to uh, listener of the driver's seat, Christian Hardwich, uh, who came and said hello. He was there with his old man, and uh, it was just good to chew the fat. It was it was actually quite a lot of fun at Sandown. And, just, you, and just think think about it too. If we if we didn't have the AGPB postponed, we wouldn't have had that round. It, which Absolutely. is horrendous and um like we saw in Formula One a lot last year with tracks that were not normally part of the calendar. To see Sandown not be part of the calendar moving forward is an absolute travesty and it must come back. Yeah, hundred percent. Hopefully uh people the powers that be were looking at that and thought, you know what? We want more of this. Let's uh, bring it back a little bit. But uh, look, you're listening to the driver's seat. Thank you to Brody Kostecki. He was our feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask your mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, Great Plains, and you together. We're implementing a great partnership. We'll do a wrap-up of Sando next, right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes. Now, was there anything bigger on the weekend than SVG? Like, he was just all in the news purely because of his collarbone. I mean, I think that's the most amount of medical chat I've heard Mark Scaife do in Lord knows how long. But, um, <laughs> but Stevie, you yourself on the driver's seat last week did go and say that you did reckon that you'd see him on the track. Just because, you know, well, that's the sort of bloke that he is. But did you realise that uh, there was also a couple of busted ribs there as well as the collarbone? Well, he uh, he did message me and say, oh, I'm 
a little bit sore on like my sort of side back, like on the, on the back of my side, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, he just thought it was, you know, just bruising or whatever. Cause he landed pretty hard on, like I said, on his left shoulder and sort of on his shoulder blade at the back. Um, but yeah, uh, it, it didn't surprise me to be honest. He sent me the photo probably about, I don't know, a half a day before it went viral on online. Yep. And, um, yeah, I just messaged him back and said, um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me, mate, with how hard you hit the ground and how much <laughs> you were trying to gasp for air. I said, it doesn't surprise me that you haven't done more damage. <laughs> now, quickly, before we get into the race, let's get to some text here. Christian, who is at Sandown, uh, says, the racing was so good at Sandown, it should be on the calendar next year. And also, Tommy Toowoomba. There we go. <laughs> uh, he says, do you think we could see a Kostecki racing entry once Gen 3 starts from Tommy in Toowoomba? Oh, good question, Tommy. Um, so let's go back to Christian. Yes, you're absolutely right, Christian. Um, it should be on the calendar next year as a sprint race or the Sandown 500. I'm sure Stevie J agrees with that. Uh, and as Gen 3 starts, look, one of the things that Gen 3 has been designed to do is to either bring new manufacturers or new teams or, or whatever entity into the sport by making it a cheaper option. So, um, yes, I think we could absolutely see a Kostecki racing entry. They obviously did the wild card. They can obviously put it together. Um, it will all depend on their corporate funding, Stevie J. But, yeah. you know, if Gen 3... Uh, it comes to fruition in the way it was designed to, absolutely we could open for new teams. Mm. Uh, text in if you want. 0433 98 11 16 is the temper text line if you want to get involved. But let's get back to SVG's performance. Uh, now, he started at 17th, and this race, race the first race of the um, weekend, had a whole bunch of stories there because we had Chazzy Mozzie on pole. Um, it was just a battle between him and Cam Waters. And when you saw, I'll start with you, Maddie. When we saw SVG qualify on at 17th, mm. did you think like, oh, well, you know, this is a chance for, you know, he, he can maybe fight his way up and maybe jag a podium? Uh, no, no, I didn't. I didn't think that he would be able to drive his way through and, and grab a podium. Um, what I did think, even though he was very fast in practice, I did think to myself, okay, well, here is the side effect of putting a couple of qualities or putting a couple of practices and then a quality together that it's it's now starting to hurt. And I think that's a mighty effort where he qualified. Did I expect him to, to drive through the field, pulling the moves that he was pulling to get himself a win? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I was I was mildly excited also, Stevie J, because I thought, oh, this could actually as is always the case when someone qualifies poorly, um, this is going to put a cat amongst the pigeons. We could actually get a race here. Yeah, and, you know, I th I think that he's the sort of bloke that won't go out there unless he's feeling, you know, good enough to to be competitive at least. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he said, as he said to me earlier on in the week, he goes, I actually don't know how I'm going to feel until I get in the car. Yes, he drove a, a BMW M4, uh, on the Tuesday before, just to see what it was like sitting in a car, even though the loads and the shifting, because their paddle shift, um, uh, you know, a lot easier on the body. So he didn't really know. Um, and once he got there, he said in the car, he wasn't too bad, but out of the car, he was, he was in a bit of pain. So you could always see him. He would never really do much with his left arm. It'd always no. be hanging or the, yeah. the team photo straight afterward was straight into a sling, taking the load off it. Um, 
But, uh, you know, I see a lot of people online, you know, saying that he shouldn't have raced, he shouldn't have done this, and, he sh- you know, it was dangerous and all that sort of thing. But, um, you know, in the end, you know, there's been cricket players and football players and, you know, MotoGP riders that have mm. raced and played with way worse injuries. Um, so, you know, I'm just wondering if, if they cop the same sort of stuff that that um, that he was copping online, you know, probably 40 or 50 percent um, negative stuff and the rest the rest positive. So, uh, you know, none of us are ever going to do something that's not going to be, you know, uh, bad for our health, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's um, not going to put himself in danger. No, absolutely not. And and his team and supercars. Uh, and their physio wouldn't wouldn't allow him to, and his dad. I mean, he, they're a very very close family. I speak to his dad quite often, and he wouldn't let him do it, even though he's in the hunt for the championship. So, um, you know, for what he did was was phenomenal. And um, all I could say to him is because he broke his ribs on the left side, he's very very lucky that it's a left hand predominant track, so that most mm. of the ribs that copped the brunt <laughs> were the right hand yeah. side. Do you know what I loved about it, Nimsy? It was old school tough. Mm. You know, we, we watch football now in NRL and, and we've got, and, and rightly so, we've got all the concussion rules and all that kind of stuff going on at the moment. But how often do we see someone pull a hamstring and they go off or, or get a copper hit and they go off and, and, and someone gets penalised like Paddy Dangerfield, I think, in the last 24 hours? Yep. Whereas you, you cast your mind back 25 years ago, Robert Dippy Domenico for Hawthorne played with a punctured lung for a whole quarter. And that was SV, SVG was playing old school tough. And I love that. He wasn't pulled out of the car. He didn't have a trainer, you know, sticking injections into him 25 times. In fact, his demeanor, SVG's demeanor, I loved even more, is it was like, guys, it's here. It's happening. Can we just get on with racing? Yeah. I actually, Stevie yeah. J, to me, he seemed like he didn't even want to talk about it. And I no. just love that. He was old school tough. But he's, he's like that. And he he's a very private person when it comes to the public. Um, it's just funny to say that, but... That's he's in the public eye, but he's a very private person when he's in front of people like that. But mm-hmm. when obviously behind closed doors, when he's with his mates, he's a very, very different person, you know. So um, it's it's one of those things. And we saw that last year. He had an injured knee from uh, jogging last year, you know, like he twisted his knee. Do you remember at, at uh, Sydney Motorsport Park, whereas I think it was Rihanna Crean or Jess Yates, it was actually Jess Yates. Was the second round? I don't know if it was East or Sydney Motorsport Park one or two. Um, I think it was SMB two. SMB two, yeah. and uh, was Jess Yates asking about it? He goes, "No, it's fine." Uh, yeah, yes. it was. It was literally, and he it wasn't was being fine. rude or anything. It was no. just like, "No, I'm all good." He says, "No, it's fine. It'll be right." Yeah, but no, um, no dramas here. But you know, so he didn't want to elaborate on that, and you know, because, and I agree that that sort of stuff. I mean, the beat up is huge. You can you can take it out of context. They can beat up on it too much on injuries and that. Well, let's just. Let's just talk about the racing. Yeah, and the racing was absolutely phenomenal. He just completely blitzed the field there. But, uh, yeah, undoubtedly, that was our Bendix Brakes big moment. Uh, You can put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. We've got to get to some of your texts. You can text in on the temper text line, 0433981116. Christian's chimed in. Could SVG be the first driver in history to win every race of the season? In theory, yes. But you know, Christian, we're talking about uh, we're talking about mechanical beasts here, not just the organic material behind the wheel. Um, and he could have a failure; someone could hit him. Um, if you base it on form, 
he's in red hot form. So uh, based on that alone, absolutely he could win it every in, one of the championship, but everyone in the championship, but we'll see. In fact, Matty, he was on track to win the Sandown 500 in 2019 and he, he had the right rear go out. <laughs> That's exactly right. A, mechan- a $10 mechanical failure. So yeah. you never know, Christian. It's a great question. Left rear, but anyway. Left rear, well, sorry. Well, sorry, Steve Johnson, a left rear. <laughs> a left rear uh, shot. Are you sure? Rear. That's right. Wasn't it went it, punched through the top. Wasn't the quote, the right rear is beep? Nah. Oh, nah. I'll dig it up. Oh, I'm going to check you that up, up in the break. I'm going to, because I'll tell you what, if you're wrong, which I know you never are, because you've got a steel trap mind, but uh, if if I'm going to look for that. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, Christian. It'll, it's a great question. It'll be interesting to see. I'll, I'm, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, another one on the text line. Is it true they aren't racing at Phillip Island this season because the circuit wanted too much money to hire it out? Uh, we don't know Ooh, whose number that I one is. I don't know that. Stevie J. Do you have any mail on that one, Stevie? I haven't. No. I mean, I have heard whispers that... Um, I thought it was because of the penguins. They didn't want us to. Yeah, no, not really. I think there's a there, there is a cost in. Well, I don't know uh, unofficially that I think there may be a cost involved. But then, I think supercars are weighing up the cost of going there compared to. Uh, but but that's the, that's the thing. Most of these tracks pay supercars to go there, so mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, I think it might be more of a, a, a either a timing issue or an issue of Crowd. fans down there. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's, that's the, the that's the biggest. That's problem, always been a hard thing for Philip Island. Yeah. Eddie, one road in, one road out. Getting crowd down there. Although they oh. go down there for MotoGP and Superbikes and that sort of stuff, but mm. supercars mm. seem to hard to attract a decent crowd down there. Uh, one mm. more off the text line. Hey, cheeseburgers! Why do you think the supercars <laughs> fan base is so negative on social media? Cheers, longtime podcaster Harrison. Oh, Harrison from Hobart, I think. No. Oh, no, that's Question. Tommy from Hobart. Harrison. Mm. I, look, I, I don't know why they're so negative. And Stevie J, you may have some insight because I know that you've copped You've copped, even before social media, you were copping it in the neck about being DJ's son and maybe being, we take, yeah. we take the P155, but maybe being overweight compared to, to some of your other competitors. So you've, you've been a long time um, victim of all of this. Why do you think they're so negative? I've got no idea. Um, it's, I, I don't know. I haven't got the answer that, you know, I guess covers everything. I would imagine that most people get it in an industry where it is, uh, subject to the public, whether it be, you know, motorsport, whether it be football, whether it be mm. anything. Horse racing. Um, you're, yeah, always yeah. Hor- you're going to get your knockers. You yeah. will. You're, you're never, ever going to please everybody. And that's something that I learned a long, long time ago. So it doesn't bother me uh, now. But, um, you know, and, and it, it's not a not a poor me thing, but it, it mine started at school. You know, when you've got a father that races cars sure. or is any sort of father that's in the spotlight um, that, or that parent. people see, parent mm. in the spotlight. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um mm. You're going to cop that, you know, and I cop people at school that, you know, they were Peter Brock fans and they were Alan Moffat fans and, and they weren't Dick Johnson fans or they were Holden fans. So, um, you know, but then the funny thing is the next week, instead of having, you know, 40% of the school or 50% of the school against me, I've only got 10 because the old man had a win. So all of a sudden <laughs> there's 40% that or 30% that have all yeah. of a sudden oh, on my side now, you know all what of I mean? Sudden, so, what are you doing on the weekend? Can we go down the yeah, lake side? Exactly. <laughs> there's a couple I of things d- I reckon, Nimsy. I reckon we have a very tribal sport. We always have usually Ford versus Holden. Whenever, whenever you get something that's tribal and only two tribes, then you start to get a bit of nastiness that goes into it there. And also and this may be a bit controversial. I actually think there is, a lot of our fans wish they could be racing drivers 
And a lot of our fans think that they could do better than the racing drivers that are currently racing. And so you tend to get quite a bit of derision thrown around and platform, social media platforms have given them a voice. It used mm. to be down at the pub. You know, you turn to your mate and say, oh, DJs are this and Brock's are that. And did you see what that goose did and all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, and but he's we a goose and he can't drive. We wouldn't be subjected to that, Matty, because they wouldn't actually come and say it to your face in the pit lane. No, correct, yeah. You know, no, that's now, right. they don't need to say it to your face. They just type that's right. it and then so the away they go. The platforms have given them a voice. I mean, geez, we got one last week on the temper text line that you wouldn't let me answer, um, Nimsy, one of our great friends of, of our uh, SEN listeners, I think calling us Bogans and motorsport scum. Isn't a sport, and we sh- yeah. We shouldn't be on SEN. So, you know, everyone gets it. And I don't understand. I don't know why. Uh, we've got uh, a couple more texts before we get to a quick break here. A bit of old school NASCAR injury, toughness and grit, broken ribs and collarbone. She'll be right, mate. That's from Tom yep. in Hobart. Uh, this is from Michael. What's it say about other drivers when an injured driver wins the race? A brilliant effort and well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, and... I, I, I know there's been a, sorry, there's been a bit about that, but you know, in the end, what he did in the car, it wasn't affecting him in the car. So they didn't get... It's not like um, it's, Matt yeah, Shervington it, got beaten by a one-legged bloke, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, well, he's got three, so he's got an <laughs> advantage. Uh, <laughs> Unfair advantage. <laughs> and, oh, Nimsy with a clanger. Well done, bro. <laughs> and uh, last but not least from Christian, could it be possible to have a supercars race at the Oz GP this year if it goes ahead? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, but uh, we'll get to our power rankings. Thanks to Fuchs in just a moment. <laughs> Listen to the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone. Great planes implementing a great partnership. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota implements. Crone. Great planes implementing a great partnership. Great to have you company this evening on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and great planes implementing a great partnership. Right now, it is time for this. This is the Driver's Seat Power Rankings. Here we do the Power Rankings. Thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, Australian made with German technology that pays a back. It's pretty much like the Brownlow or Dally M vote. After each round, we'll update the rankings with a 3-2-1. Before the Sandown Super Sprint, we had six votes to SVG, three votes to Tim Slade, and two votes to Zane Goddard, with one vote to Mark Winterbottom to make up the list. We'll start off with you, Matty. Uh, because I'm sure Steve will want a copy. Uh... <laughs> yes. Oh, Just like whatever. year nine at high school. Where's my dump button? Oh. Uh, right. Well, I mean, I'm gonna, I'll start with one, uh, and I'm going to go one point for Chaz. Oh, yeah? Is this a Either charity one? No, well, look, to be quite honest, after my next two, who else do you give a point to? True, true. You know, so he put it. He put it up on poll. Looked like it was going to be a, a fantastic weekend for them. They rolled the dice. They tried a few brave things, and it didn't work. And he was in the mix all weekend. You know, made some mistakes, but he was in the mix, and he added to the entertainment. So one point for Chazzy. Uh, two points to our guest for this evening, Brody Kostecki. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. What a great effort. Uh, brilliant to see him out there. Can't wait to see what else he does this year. And changing the minds and quietening the noise around Erebus being potentially a basket case this year. So they're batting well above where everyone thought they would be. So that's two points to him. And, of course, how could you not? The the the, the injured duck, uh, SVG, he gets three points because he was absolutely unstoppable. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone could if, – if you put SVG – I'm going to give him one point. Everyone might be like, what? Yeah, but, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stevie J, up to you. 
All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to change it up a little bit, Maddie. Not really a lot, but just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go one point frosty again, actually. Um, oh, he had a go. very yeah, solid yeah. weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, P4. I think he was um, possibly even third overall. I can't remember. But uh, I know he, he just missed out on his podium again. Uh, he was very quick. Uh, for most of the weekend, so uh, in in dry and wet conditions, um, mm-hmm. so good on him. I'd actually love to give two points to uh, the Triple Eight Team Physio, but I can't. So uh, <laughs> well, he's up on the podium. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, yep. and I got to say, Brady, I got to say, he had the biggest round of applause when he yep. popped up. Did he really? Yeah, yeah it was yep. great. How good? And, How and you know good. the funny thing where he came from? He came from DJR. Just saying. Just saying. When it was Team Penske, I found no, no, no. no, This is years ago. This is when I broke my leg in New Zealand in in an accident over there. Uh, Chris is the one that uh, fixed me up, and he came along to the races for many, many years with us as Mm -hmm. DJR um, before he um, he went to Triple Eight. So yeah, so he's very good, close family friend and and a legend bloke. So, but I'm going to give two points to Brody Kostecki. Same again. We've we've been through it all. Awesome performance. Want to see it happen in the dry, though, before I give him three. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I just think that it, it doesn't surprise me. I'm just glad that it's happened and it's just proven to a lot of people that, um, you know, he's only done, well, he'd, up until this point, he'd only done 11 supercar races. So, sure. Um, sure. and a lot of them was as the as the wild card, um, as yep. the, you know, obviously the Kostecki brothers. So yeah. great for him. Yeah. And obviously SVG. Um, with 45 broken bones, uh, taking three wins. <laughs> well done, and just, for, just Just for clarification, Frosty got 10th, 11th, and 4th yep. in the three races, but currently 5th yep. in the uh, yeah, Drivers' Championship. So really a, good consistency. Putting together a, a year, a championship year, uh, and you need to do that. If your worst event, if your worst result's going to be a 10th or an 11th, that's, that's you know, you're going to be in good stead for the final you know, a couple of rounds of the championship. Uh, that was how, it. How, sorry, I was going to say, how are we feeling, Nimsy and Steve, about the lack of pace with Shepherds, Scotty Pye? Shepherds um, Pye. Yeah, Shocker. I, I yeah, because he was the lead car at Team 18 all the last year. Absolutely. And not, not by much, too. There was literally like a playing card between mm. him and Frosty. In mm. fact, he stole Frosty's podium at Darwin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Four, 14th in the championship, two rounds down. So. I think he'll get his mojo back. I, I just think that qualifying is not going his way um, at the moment. And as we know, you know, qualifying, you know, Shane sort of puts a bit of a mocker on that qualifying 17th and then winning it. But um, most <laughs> of little, the time, I mean, if, if you continue to qualify 17th, you're not going to win the championship. Mm. You know what I mean? That was just a freakish day and that happens. It but was, um, I, I reckon too, Steve. Qualifying. It's a freakish day and a freakish driver. Like you yep. put those two things together, and it just was perfect storm. Like you had, uh, what would have happened if that safety car didn't come out after? Um, was it Bryce that went into the wall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much stuff that you can go. Well, what if this didn't happen? What if that didn't yeah. happen? Like what if sure. the 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 dive that he did to get past both Jamie and Chaz yeah. went wrong? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But and and Stevie J will attest to this. When you're in that position. Nimsy, you've got you've literally got two choices. You either, you know, brush the brake, don't be so aggressive, keep the nose out of there, and maybe hope that you get through, or you be like SVG and you just send it. And that's what he did. <laughs> he just sent it. There's, and that's there, the it, difference between someone like me and SVG, is I probably would have gone, 
cautious because I don't want to ruin my race or anyone else's. Yeah, and he just goes, right. I'm sending it. You've gone, you've gone the old, oh, I've just come from P17. I'm up to P5. I'm yeah. just going to just chill here now for the next four laps. Yep. That's mega. Yep. But no, nah, not him. He's like sending it like he was <laughs> coming from P25. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that was our power rankings. Thanks to Fuchs Lubricants, proudly Australian-made lubricants. Uh, Christian, we'll get to your text in just a moment, but uh, we've got a special guest coming up next—an impromptu guest, actually, mm. uh, Nath Kayser. Yes, the... he is the man behind our favourite sport outside of uh, of supercars—the jumping truck, stadium super trucks. So <laughs> the bouncy truck. The bouncy trucks. We're going to have a chat to him about. Speak to uh, yourself. Their calendar behind supercars behind. Uh, Trans Am and behind uh, TCM. Well, Thanks very much. The People. crowd love the crowd love <laughs> Stadium Super Trucks. <laughs> oh, I love Stadium Super Trucks. Oh, everyone loves Stadium Super Trucks. Well, are you allowed to drive one? Yes, I'm not under the thumb like you, Matthew. Because I'm not allowed to. Mrs. Mac won't let me drive. No, one. she won't. <laughs> well, we will. Uh, unfortunately, we'll we won't be chatting to Nath about your potential wildcard entry at one of those rounds. So. No, we will not. <laughs> but we will chat to him right after this on the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone, and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Back with more right after this. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains. Implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone and Great Plains. Implementing a great partnership. Uh, it is that time of the show if you want to get in touch. 0433 98 11 16. But we did mention last year it was a bit of a uh, an S-storm is the best way that I could say it. But... <laughs> yeah, we didn't get much racing in. It was all, you know, in the world of sport, and let's all keep it in context, it, it, it was a difficult a year of sport for all of us, particularly motor racing as well. We didn't get to, uh, especially the lower classes. There were lots of cars in garages and, you know, mine in particular and others, GT cars and other bits and pieces. Mm. So it was, it, it was a difficult year. Well, thankfully for us, um, and this is one of the, my favorite categories to watch because I think I know where you're going with this. Oh uh, yeah. You're, going. you're definitely you're not going to be able to say it's an SST storm coming up. <laughs> hey. right, there okay. we go. Tip your, tip your waitresses. Stephen Johnson's here all a day, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but dig at me. Try the beef. <laughs> He's here all week, folks. And I was go padding on. cause I was trying to find this. But um, <laughs> there we go. But look, we can't keep our next guest waiting because uh, he was one of the brains behind the Townsville Tin Tops that then mm-hmm. became the Aussie Tin Tops that we were able to get all of those cars out of garages and actually have a good old race too because it was really cool to see things like, you know, an old EB Falcon take on a Skyline, take on a GT car, take on a Trans Am. Uh, Bentley. Yeah, take on a Bentley. Uh, it was so cool to see the Townsville Tin Tops. But he's joining us here to talk about what is as you so colloquially refer to as the jumpy trucks, stadium mm-hmm. super trucks, please welcome to the driver's seat. Uh, Nath Kayser joins us. Nath, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. We've got the studio audience in too. They're, yeah. they're thrilled. <laughs> Dragged them in to uh, just for you, mate, just for you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Nath, exciting news. Well, let me go back a step. Um, just in your introduction there, Nimsy was talking about uh, you being instrumental, you and Paul Morris, thinking up uh, Tin Tops last year, which I had a crack at, at, um, at uh, where was that? That was the at Tail and Bend until um, I 
till I pulled it back out of the car. Um, yep. But but thank you from all the motorsport fans because as Nimsy said, it was great to watch. It was great to compete in. When did you come up with that idea? Like, were you were you at the pub or what? How did you and and Morris come up with this idea? Uh, we were actually. Um, I got a phone call from uh, Supercars from Shane Howard and Shane and uh, and Paulie Martin said, "Nice, can you please drag the stadium trucks out for us at Townsville because we're going to wow. have a crowd." And um, I I tried to make it work, and we just just from a cost you just couldn't make it work for everyone with borders being closed and all that sort of stuff so Paul and I were just uh, having a conversation and as we all know Paul he's always got so many incredible ideas we were just chewing it and he said we just need to put a combination of cars together Nathan we need to call it the tin tops and um, so that's how it came about it was seriously um, I spend quite a lot of time on the Gold Coast because uh, I would do a lot of work with Paul and um yeah, we were sitting on the couch and he just came out with it. Nate, we need to call this thing the Tin Tops. And then we went, we need to call it the Aussie Tin Tops. Um, and away it went. And that's really how it all came about. So, mate, how did you get the, how did you get the word out to everybody? Um, this is what we want to do. Uh, Who's interested? Look, I, I suppose back from my earlier days of when uh, I was running the I find it difficult to say the word, um, the Clips of 500 or Adelaide 500. <laughs> yes. Uh, still still hurts me to actually say that. Um, sure. Yeah, so in my time there, I was fortunate enough to get in contact with so many people in, in that role. And obviously with Paul's um, contacts, we just uh, fired a few text messages and emails out to a few people and, uh, and good old Crusher at uh, Speed Cafe got on board with it and it just kind of spread wildfire that... We went from thinking, oh, look, if we could get, you know, between 12 and 15 cars to go to Townsville would be fantastic. And, um, you know, the Mark Car guys were keen to come. And before we knew it, we had 24, 25. Um, and it just flowed on. And it did that well at Townsville. We turned around and I said to Supercars, I said, well, why don't we run it at Tail and Bend? And um, Mark Warren, who's the GM there, I worked with him for a long time at the 500. And, um I rang him and said, why don't we do this? So it just built from there. And it, it, it was, it was successful. And, you yep. know, that's why we're doing it again at Tassie uh, in two weeks, as well as the stadium trucks. And what sort of numbers are you expecting to get to Tassie? Uh, I think we'll probably end up around the, the mid-25. I think we'll wow. probably get, um, you know, ideally for, for what we wanted to achieve with supercars and with the Tassie government was to get, you know, if we could pull between five to eight, cars over from the mainland um, mm-hmm. and add it to the local guys and get to that 25 number it was um, something that we thought was achievable and I, and I think you know at this stage they've got a race meeting this weekend as long as no one um, has any issues that I, I think will be uh, will pick up a pretty good field and it'll it'll work pretty well hey, hey Nate do you think that it's so popular because there's no stress and championship uh like that's hung on the back of it. It's literally just grab your car, let's go mm. to the track. You're in front of the biggest motorsport crowd in the country uh, and put your car on the track and literally drive around. Yeah, you get timed and all that sort of stuff. You'll probably get a bit of TV time, but literally it's just like be able to get your car out of the out of the garage and you, know, you may even get it on TV and um, go and have a bit of fun. Is that why do you think it's so popular? Because there's no stress and there's no pressure related to it? Yeah, I think so. But I think there's there's also a lot of people that 
can't commit to a full season in a category. Like, you know, there's there's guys there with Porsches that can't commit to a full Porsche season. There's so many great cars that, you know, would work would be great in touring car masters, you know, but they don't have the time to do it. So mm. I think it just gives people an opportunity to, you know, yes, get their car out of the garage, but, but to just get to a racetrack and kind of switch off from we do, what we do day to day and that's work to have a bit of a, you know, change of scenery. And I really think that's what works really well. And I actually think that it's got legs. Like I, I think it could work quite well. And, you know, we'll probably see that again with Tassie, that it's it's something that you can turn around pretty quick. Um, and look, we're, we're very respectful to, you know, Motorsport Australia and ARG. We don't want to take any of their cars away from what they do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I think there's definitely enough people out there that it's something that Paul and I really believe has, has got some legs and could work quite well at different rounds. Well, as I said to you when I when we were talking about this at Phillip Island a couple of weeks ago, if uh, the Aussie Tin Tops get a berth at the Gold Coast 600 for the final round of the Supercars this year on the Gold Coast, you can count my entry and mate, my uh, my Trans Am car will be there. So now I want to I want to switch focus now to one of the. I think more exciting aspects of motorsport we've seen in this country in the last five years. Um, we love it around here. We we lovingly call it the jumping trucks. I think its official term is the Boost Mobile Stadium Super Truck uh, Series. These yep. things are wild, and everybody loves them. And you're back for 2021 on a really good calendar as well. Yeah, we are. We, you know, it's uh, again we've been. I suppose from my days at the 500, and I've been fortunate enough to build a really good relationship with Paulie Martin and Shane Howard. And, you know, at the end of the day, the, the trucks, yes, they're entertaining. They've got dirty, great big V8s in them. They're loud. People grab to the fence because they want to see this thing hit a ramp and fly through the air. Um, and they're entertaining. And, and you know, for, for us to be able to, to pull them out and have the calendar that we've got, touch wood we get to do all of those rounds especially in New Zealand because I think they'll be crazy in New Zealand mm-hmm. um, yeah it's really exciting and the best thing for me is that it's going to be all Australians yes okay by Gold Coast we might be fortunate enough where you know Robbie or you know some of those young guys will be able to get on a plane and come over but if not we we've got some really good credential guys that have been testing up at Norwell with us um, you know that are going to sit in those trucks and and do a really good job and I I actually think I offered a uh, certain person on your radio station in there a, a ride when we first had him in 215 in Steve Johnson that we might even need to find a seat for him to get him one at some stage. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd oh. love to. That'd be super. <laughs> oh, now, I we, Nathan, right now. <laughs> we were talking about this off air, Nathan, and uh, you know that was definitely a question that one... <laughs> Matthew McKeldon was going to bring up. So what were you going to bring up, Matthew? Well, Nathan, I I have a lovely wife called Helen McKeldon. And, you know, I'm I'm very graciously partnered with Kubota and have been for a number of years. And when you raced up at Townsville, we were doing a corporate gig up there. And to see these trucks flying through the air in front of our our Kubota guys, they all said, Matty, we've got to get you in one of these. And then... And very unfortunately and, and almost very tragically, um, there was a big accident in the USA that had more, uh, the, the tragedy of it was had more to do with the uh, fencing than it did to do with the cars or any of that kind of stuff. Matt Mingay had a very yep. big accident. And at that yep. very point in time, uh, my lovely wife, Helen McKeldon, said, 
there are two things in this life that you have. That's it. There are two things in this life you are not doing, Matt McKeldon. That's riding a Harley Davidson and uh, driving a stadium super truck. She did not, however, stipulate that I wasn't allowed to test one. So being good Gold Coast boys and, and Boost Mobile Stadium super trucks being domiciled at Norwell here on the coast, any chance when you put that fat seat in for Steve Johnson, you might be able to leave it in for me so I can jump in and have a couple of jumps? 100% not a problem whatsoever. Oh, there you Nimsy, go. You, we're recording this, aren't we? We're recording this? See what we started here. Yeah. Now, Nathan, and all I'll ask you to, to do, Nathan, is, yeah. is to bring along a... Uh, a little trestle table, bring along a couple of bottles of champagne. I'll invite my Mrs. Bree and Helen Mac out, and we'll yep. see how Maddie fares after that. <laughs> <laughs> can you put a passenger seat in them, Nath? Can I take her for a ride? Yeah, no, we've got a uh, actually one of the trucks we have here in Australia is a two seater, which was a design that uh, we've dip, we've done for that pure reason to be able to take oh. corporates for rides and do that stuff. So yeah, no dramas. Actually, we could put the pair of you in it together. That would be even funnier, I reckon. No thanks. <laughs> No uh, thanks. <laughs> did, you, did you want to let, did you want to net, uh, let Nath finish the question before you answer that one, Maddie? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> if if I'm driving, no problems. If Steve Johnson is driving, you thank you, Nathan. But no. You know the thing is with him, and I know it's and and I, it, I'm I'm not sure if you've seen the documentary on Maddie, but it, it's it really is an amazing story how he's got back to where he is and. Um, you know, I was I was at Detroit the year after, um, and and one of the things that Robbie actually said to me was, you know, Nate, can you please, with your background and what you do with the 500, can you go around and, and check the track and just make sure it's right? Because, you know, how that all came about was just wrong. It shouldn't have shouldn't have been like that, and it's an accident yeah. that unfortunately happened. But they they're really safe. They they are genuinely safe. They have been designed by a bloke in Robbie Gordon that is, he's unique the way he does things and the way he designs things. And, um, you know, they're a load of fun. Um, yep. You can go really fast in them, uh, but they are safe. And, you know, I, I welcome anyone that's unsure about them to come to Norway one day. We'll take them for a run and just show you how good it is. Because it's, uh, you know, Paul Morris still says it today. It's some of the best racing that he's ever been involved in. Um, and it, they're good fun. Just yeah. quick, speaking, just, oh, so I was just going to say, speaking of races yeah. expected uh, in the new season of Boost Mobile Stadium Super Trucks, you're expecting people like Paul Wheel, Shay Davies, Paul Morris, these guys are all going to jump in and, and have a skid this year, we're thinking? Yeah, absolutely. You know, even my, my little pal uh, in Craigie Dontis, I'm sure, will, will be in one at some stage. Um, the, the onion and potato farmer, as we call him in uh, Greggy Gardner, will be in one at some stage. And, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we'll, we will have a good range of, of people in those, and you know, you might even uh, you might even see a couple of the younger guys get in it just for uh, just to fill a seat now and again too, which will be exciting. So no, it's it, it, there'll be plenty of drivers that want to do it. We just find the right ones and make sure they're comfortable in it, and we do what we do and go and sell tickets, and that's the most important thing. Uh, Nate, the calendar, uh, if you haven't seen the calendar, it has been announced. It'll be at the uh, Burrapest Tasmania Super Sprint on the 10th and 11th at, of April at Simmons Plains. Then it heads up to the Darwin Triple Crown, uh, the Townsville 500. It'll also be there as well, as well as the Sydney Super Night and the Perth Super Night as well. It's been a while since Perth's had some uh, top-level motorsport there. And uh, 
course, the trip to Auckland, and then it'll all finish under lights on Surface Paradise for the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. So it's looking like a hell of a calendar, and a lot of the country's going to be covered as well. Yeah, it is. It's good. It's you know we're really excited with the calendar, and um, you know we've been to Perth. That's exciting. SMP, we did a small event there, but to be able to go under lights there, I think is really exciting. Townsville's always great there. You know the trucks are built for street circuits. That's why they work so well at Townsville. They work so well at Gold Coast. Um, in America, they're great at Long Beach. So, um, yeah, the calendar that we've got here in Australia is exciting, really exciting. And I think the, the biggest one is going to be Tassie in two weeks is, um, you know, where we put the ramps, get them where the crowd can see them and, and let people really enjoy what we're able to do. So, it's um, yeah, look, we're really excited about what's, uh, what's ahead in the next six, seven months. Well, Gold Coast 600 at the end of the year is going to be a night race, uh, we suspect. And so if there is, uh, if there's the, the stadium super trucks there, that's going to be sensational. If Stevie J and I can go out and test one, Stevie J can get into Hellmax here. We might be able to get me a seat in the, uh, in the final round <laughs> at the Gold Coast. How good would that be? Oh, hey? Mate, there is no chance that H is going to let you drive one of those things at no. the Gold Coast, 500, no. I might add. No. Uh, hey, Nathan, just quickly, we've just had a, um, a text come in from Tom, one of our listeners down at Hobart. He's asking how many stadium super trucks are going to be down at Simmons Plains. Well, they're not there, are they? Uh, they're, actually, look, they're actually the, the tin tops, isn't it? Yeah. So no, no, stadium super trucks Super trucks going to be there, too. Are they? Okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stadium yep. super- yeah, yeah, yeah. So stadium super trucks we anticipate will be between seven, eight, maybe ten, depending on what we've got. Um, and what we do, I mean, look, to be honest, I don't want to just pull them out and run them. They've sat there for 12 months. We've looked after them, but, you know, we want to do it right. And that's what I said to supercars. We're really happy to go to Tassie. We want to provide something new for Tassie. Uh, And I think whether we've got six trucks, eight trucks or 10 trucks, everyone's going to be wowed by them and it's going to be a great, uh, great show for them to see. That is the, the stadium super trucks. I'll tell you, if you're listening in Tasmania, the stadium super trucks, are worth the price of admission on their own. They are loud, wild, spectacular, and you'll love them. Go and see them because to see something that big and that loud in the air, 20 feet in the air, jumping for for 50 feet (laughs) off the ramp, pretty spectacular. Yeah, no, they're good fun and we all love them. And uh, at the end of the day, all we want to do is have people back at events and we want to sell tickets and we want to make sure motorsports stay strong and healthy in Australia and, that's what we're here to help out with. So that's the most important thing. Yeah, those dates again. That'll be at Tassie at the Tassie Super Sprint, uh, the 10th and 11th of April. And Darwin Triple Crown as well. The Townsville 500. The Sydney Super Night. The Perth Super Night as well. They're heading over to Auckland too. And the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. So it's a jam-packed calendar. Nate, we thank you for taking the call uh, at such short notice. It's going to be a ripper season. Uh, the minute you guys do a jumpy Toyota Camry series, I'll be all over it. <laughs> so, <laughs> jumpy Pintara. <laughs> so so keep that one on the back burner, mate. But uh, we appreciate you jumping on board. And as as our uh, text machine's already said, there's a lot of people looking forward to the turn of the uh, super trucks. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, I look forward to having Maddie and Steve in one at Norway when we get them back. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, Matty, I don't know if your text yes. has already blown up yet. But, uh, and just quickly, too, uh, Nate did mention the Challenge Accepted documentary. If you want to watch that, you can check it out via YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and Apple iTunes as well. But, uh, Nate, thanks for jumping on board, and uh, we'll hopefully see you at a racetrack soon. 
No worries. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good night. <laughs> that was Nath joining us uh, talking about the stadium super trucks. I just got Tommy's chuffed. Have you seen his text? Yeah, he's, uh, he's ready no, to go. Got his tickets. He's ready to go. Oh yes. I'm good not. I'm not in Queensland, but I can bet. Bet. Bet my bottom dollar that Matthew was trying to sell a house. That's why you missed Tom's text on the. Sorry, Tom. Yes, I, I was. Uh, no, I was focused on the driver's seat around Australia. Thanks to Kubota. Thanks, Stephen Johnson. <laughs> on the app. And, I, and I was actually. To yourself on the app. <laughs> and I was actually wickedly sending my wife a text message saying, I'm going to text, I'm going to test a super truck at, uh, at Norwell. So. <laughs> Funnily enough, I haven't had a response yet. I probably will when yeah, I get home. Yeah, you, you, you might have a, <laughs> yeah. an animated one coming your yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you know what it is. Uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements. Crone, great planes, implementing a great partnership. We'll have a quick look at the race rewind in just a moment. Back with more right after this. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Crone, great planes and you. Together, we are implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains implementing a great partnership. Right now, it's time for this. This is the driver's seat race rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates premium belts, hose and hydraulics. I want to quickly look back at the 2019 Tire Power Tasmania Super Sprint. This was actually an interesting one because it broke the streak of Mustang wins. It took eight races in 2019 before Holden finally got the win. Do you remember that that race? Because 2019 seems like an eternity ago. It does, I know. Uh, I, I remember there being a huge amount of controversy, obviously, about the competitive nature of the Mustang. Mm-hmm. And it, I do remember SVG um, cracking through with the ZB. It was... It was it was fastest in qualifying, and I, I seem to remember that it was quick in both the races. Um, and did he win on Sunday, SVG? I think he might have. So, yeah, I, I, it was interesting. Uh, it was, in fact, if you look, even look at today's results from Sandown, or last weekend from Sandown, uh, seems to be a lot more, I hate using the word Stevie J, but parody. There seems to be, the cars seem to be really equal at the moment. But in those early stages of 2019, the Mustang was was still dominating. Yeah, it was a bit. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it was. It was. And that's where I think it all started. But I don't know. It's it's something that it's, it doesn't matter who's winning. It's always going to be a contentious issue because sure. especially when you get, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you're getting one bloke winning at the moment. Yes, I know Wound Cup's up there as well, but Cam Waters is up there as well. Yeah. You know, Chaz, Chaz. is up there. Yeah. And that's what I mean. He's it's obviously holding. Mm. So it's, um, and then it, up until this point, it's been Scotty Mack being the one up the front. So then, oh, it's parody, it's parody, but it's sort of one bloke. So it's mm. sort of hard to, hard to you know, put that to bed when if it was SVG winning one, Wincup winning one, Chaz winning one, Winterbottom winning one, you know, different story. Yeah, but as it's one bloke, it's a bit hard. Now there was a couple more stats coming out at the 2019 Tire Power Tasmania Super Sprint. Uh, the ZB, as you mentioned, Matty, was the fastest car in qualifying on both races. SVG got the Sunday pole. Uh, Mark Winterbottom got Team 18's first ever armorall pole on the Saturday. That's now, right. Now, while this was the first win for the Commodore, it wasn't Scott McLaughlin that had the previous seven wins because the win streak was broken at the AGP when he and Cam Waters collided in the outlap. And Chazzy Mozzie managed to get the win there. In fact, he was the only driver that season that wasn't from Shell V Power Racing or Red Bull Holden Racing to win a race in 2019. So talk about parity there. That, I remember <laughs> that. They 
it was where was it down at like turn fourteen or fifteen at Albert Park there, Stevie J. They were weaving, getting some heat into their tyres. Yeah. No, no, who? it was actually down. Uh, I think it was about turn six. Was I, it? I remember it was down near no. where the trees are. Like, yeah, so where the trees are. It, it was where you back. It's it's around turn three, drive. turn four, turn five. It's through the bend at turn going down into turn six. That's where they did it. Oh, really? It. Yep. Okay. I thought yep. it was on the other side on Lakeside Drive. But anyway, they they banged into each other and plucked the right rear, I think, out of both cars. Yeah. And, well, they're uh, both out of the race. <laughs> both out of the race. <laughs> and and it was a BJ, championship race. And you had a BJ off front row. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, remember those good old days when we were able to drive supercars and Formula One cars around around uh, Albert Park? Oh. oh, the good old days. The now, good, the good old, old days, days now, down in, uh, in Melbourne yeah, yeah. back in 2019. Now, before, we, <laughs> before we put a bow on the Race Rewind for today, there's a couple of uh, notable stats as well. Uh, so the 2019 Tire Power... The 2019 Tire Power Tasmania Super Sprint was also notable for a couple of other reasons. Davey Reynolds also snagged his first podium of the year and Erebus's first for 2019. This is the first race that Mark Winterbottom got his first P4 for Team 18. Now, since the Tire Power Tasmania Super Sprint 2019, he's finished P4 at Tail and Bend in 2019, twice P4 at the top end at the Darwin Triple Crown and the Darwin Super Sprint last year. And this year he finished P4 at the Mount Panorama 500. And then Mm -hmm. last weekend at the Mm -hmm. Sandown Super Sprint, he finished P4 too. His last podium was actually at Barbagallo in 2018. And his last race win was in 2016 at Townsville. So uh, yeah. I want to be in that garage when they, when they jag a podium, because I reckon the beers will be flowing. As well, Dan like, Andrews said, get on the beers. <laughs> get on the beers. Get on the beers. <laughs> he needs to. Is that what's going to heal him? Or <laughs> Another fun one, too, is uh, this was also the um, main game debut of Jack Smith. I'm staying quiet. <laughs> uh, he also had other wildcard appearances at Winton, Darwin, and Tail and Bend that year. But, uh, yeah, look, that was our race rewind. Uh, we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Protect your ride with complete system replacement with Gates belts and hoses. Visit gatesaustralia.com.au. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We'll be back with more right after this. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Got a couple of texts that we got to get through. Uh, and if you want to text in, you can do so. 0433 98 11 16 is our text line. Uh, this one here uh, is directed towards you, Matthew. There is no way while my bum points to the ground that Matt is allowed to drive that jumpy truck thing. If he does, his clothes will be on the lawn when he gets home. <laughs> Helen McKeldin. <laughs> Sounds legit. Hang on, that's not her number. It hasn't Who got my that? number on the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah, it's, anyway. it's not Steve. It's uh, it's not me. But, um, <laughs> uh, it, 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 may, it may be... Young Jet Johnson, he might have sent that one in. Look, look, uh, troublemakers that Johnson family. A lot troublemakers. Of, a, a lot of he said, she said there. But uh, yeah. Tom and Tawumba's also texted in. As your race ran on 2019, do we think we underestimate how good both DJ and Tickford did in putting the Mustang together, and how dominant Scotty Mack was in as 2019 does get lost in the parody wars? That's actually a very good point yeah. there from Tommy and Tawumba. Yep, Tommy, yeah, it does, and. Uh, uh, it's, I don't know, I, I get sick of talking about parody. I, and I understand that I think a lot of people it's got to be right. Mm. Um, but it's the first thing that gets brought up when someone starts winning. And um, I just don't think, the issue that I've got is the big political uh, guys in yeah. the sport, mm. um, they sort of, they're the ones that get what they want. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, obviously don't want to talk too 
much into it, but yeah, like the as Dad's always said to me, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, mm. and um, you know when someone's just constantly in the ear of, you know those that sort of the power can brokers control yeah. that, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's that's the sort of stuff that gets changed, and it, it's as it's as big a political war as it is a mechanical war on track, you know, and um, and I think that that's I don't like that part of it. I don't like the political part of it. I just like the the actual sport and the driving part of it. Mm, uh, and last but not least, from Christian on the temper text line, what does Cam Waters have to do to beat SVG this season? Join a different team. Well, they, they, are, they are quick though. They are aggressive. Quick. Yeah, but another issue. Mm. I just can't. Pull it together. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, this is not a bashing exercise on Tickford. You know, they're great friends of the show and Tommy Randall's a great friend of ours. So I'm not bashing them. But, but in, as I said to you before, in any business, you have to look at, at where you're at and what you're doing. And if you're not consistently competitive with the front runners, even though you're well funded and you've got great drivers, there's something going on there. Mm. It's almost like the, there, they've got most things covered, but last little bit of execution is missing. Yep. Totally agree. And that's to you be know, Red Bull Ampole, to be DJR, to be... Hey, to even be uh, like, you know, Walkinshaw yeah. on a good day. Like, look yeah, at to how be well... Walkinshaw on a good day. You can't afford to have those slip-ups and you can't afford... You've got to put... That's so corny, but you've got to put all the one percenters together, especially in this game when the combatants, 24 of them, are covered by a second over a six-kilometer track. You can't lose the one percenters. Especially like, and we saw like Cam could have had a really good chunk of points there, if uh, if he in the last race, you know, they were able to give him, mm. you know, something that was reasonably get up the front because the because Kelly, Kelly Grove Racing were able to do it. Dave that's, managed, that's right. Dave managed to get snag a podium. That's right. That's right. And, second and, round in a new team in a brand new car that he's never <laughs> driven except for one round, and oh. that shows you the health of our sport, Nimsy, and the competitive nature of it. That, as I say, if you don't hit every single 1% on a weekend, driver, team, car, everything, you ain't going to win it. Mm. Uh, look, let us know what you think. 0433981116 is the Tampa text line. You're listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, Kubota Implements, Crone, Great Plains and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Look, we, we did mention a little bit earlier about the, um, you know, some of the fans that you get on social media and uh, stuff like that. I do got to say... When I do read the stuff on Facebook, it does make me appreciate the fans that we have on the driver's seat because we're getting some fantastic texts coming in right now. Mm. And our feedback on our Facebook page is always uh, top notch. So uh, mm. thank you for those guys uh, and girls that do jump on board the driver's seat socials and keep it very, very civil and get a nice bit of discussion going on. But uh, let's get to some of these texts. Christian wants to know, could Waters replace Wind Cup next year or does he have a contract with Tickford? Nope. Has a contract with Tickford. But then and we know the contracts are worth, yeah. not worth the paper they're written on. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think I actually think Christian, and I could be completely wrong. I'm just surmising. I actually think his replacement's been chosen. You reckon? J Dubs, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we just we won't know about it till later they're, in the year. They're but. not, and, and they are someone that does things very early. Like they yes. are organised. They yeah. I wouldn't say hide it. They just do it under mm. the radar. Mm-hmm. Like the SVG deal when he come across. 
Um, that was from end of 2015. That was done at the start of 2015 mm, when yeah. he had his last year with Techno. And no yep. one knew about it until the end of the year. So I, w- I would not be surprised. In fact, I'd probably be, what is it now? 24th of March. I had to have a look at my watch for that. Um, <laughs> I would be very surprised if it's, yeah, as you said, Manny, it's not already done. Because yeah. there's no way that they would go through, you know, unless they're trying to evaluate some of the young guys, unless they want to go down the young guy route, Matty, um, with regard to Brock Feeney and, and all that, um, or whether they need to, you know, talk to Brody more or whether they, you know, there's so many options, but I, I would I would put my bottom dollar on it, as you said, that that's probably mm. been done already. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know who, so don't text in and ask who, because I genuinely don't know. But as Stevie J said, they are planners. They don't do, you know. Yeah, they don't leave a stone unturned, do they? No, Rich Uncle Roland does not leave a stone unturned. He just does what no. he does. And uh, quite, as I say, quietly, and they'll prepare whoever it is. One more. Although from... young Rolly's racing this weekend in the Hyundai Excels. I just want to just put in a little. Is your boy racing him? Yeah, Jet's up there. He's ready to go because he wrecked, Uncle Roland wrecked the back of uh, Jet's car last time. So Jet's got a receipt. He's got a receipt. Jet is ready. He goes. So is he going to send the pool? I'm from the Paul Morris School of Driving. He says uh, I owe him one. So we'll see what happens. Well, as Paul Morris once. <laughs> That's what happened last time with Rolly out there. But Jet wasn't a part of it. <laughs> but as Paul Morris also once said, they can keep hitting me. They'll run out of money before I do. <laughs> so I reckon Jet can, can keep hitting old rich Uncle Roland, but Roland, nah, Jet will run out of money before Roland Jet's does. Jet's not like that. He, he just no. he just wants to make sure that he's he's nowhere near Roland. And the only reason he was near Roland last time is because he fired off himself into the boonies. <laughs> uh, one more on the text line. This one is from Tom in Toowoomba. I believe Cam could have won on Saturday, but the job Jamie did to help slow the front runners down as they were all battling together is what allowed SVG to catch up so much on fresh attire at the end of that race. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just part of racing. That's just that was not that's not Jamie doing a team thing. Um that's Jamie racing and he was racing Chaz hard for the win and it was every star aligned for SVG to get up to win that race. Yeah. With the safety car, with the battles, with his pit stop strategy, with his tires at the end, everything played out perfectly for him to win that race. Mm, and uh, Brock also triggering that safety car too. There's yep. just everything. Like you said, it was a perfect storm. Yep. Um, yeah, it was. But uh, keep your texts coming in. 0433981116 is our number. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone, great plans and you. Together, we're implementing a great partnership. Uh, earlier, when we were talking to Brody Kostecki, we mentioned a little bit of NASCAR. There was some NASCAR happenings oh, going yes. on that uh, we'll bring up in just a tick right here on The Driver's Seat. The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota Implements. Chrome, great planes, implementing a great partnership. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota Implements, Chrome, great planes and you. Together we're implementing a great partnership. Got to get to some loose ends here. Uh, we'll quickly get through some text, so we'll rip through these ones. Uh, loving the show, guys. In your opinions, could Cam have won if SVG had only passed one of Win Cup or Chaz rather than both? Both in one corner. Quick yes or no? Um, yes. Addy? Yeah. 
Yeah, fairly stock standard there. But, well, uh, you said quick answer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we, will, we would have a more in-depth one, but I've got to get to this next text here. NASCAR, surely you guys saw the punch-up on pit road between Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick. I watch this series, the NASCAR Xfinity series, every week. Most underrated series in the world. Crazy, unpredictable yeah. racing. Now, if you're not aware of, and thank you for texting in too, pop your name on so I can give you a bit of credit there. But if you don't know what happened, let's, well, let's just go to the footage, shall we? A lot of great power from Hendrick Motors and uh, and how about Johnny Morris and Bass Pro Shop and everybody who uh, who allows us to get here is is pretty wild there. Hey, you ever <laughs> coming from the left, Hendrick comes over during an interview to let Noah understand he's not happy and Noah's swinging. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow gold. Imagine if that happened here, you'd be out for like five years. Oh. You Can know? you imagine? I mean, we are not here to endorse violence, of course. We're not here to endorse that. Imagine but, if I walked up and but. just clocked Scaife in the nose. Imagine that. Oh, jeez. You didn't have to oh. walk up to him. You could, you, I was yeah. going to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. I was going to say you could do that for about three metres away. <laughs> now, in, in case you don't know what happened, um, so Henrik went and approached uh, Noah Gregson who was doing a post-race interview and then shoved him. Gregson then broke free and swung at Hemrick. Hemrick retaliated, and then they all had a big pull-apart brawl there. Uh, mm. Hemrick was upset for an incident during the race, which Gregson backed up his car into Hemrick's on pit road during his stop. Now, that got me thinking, you know, let's have a look back at some similar incidents that happened here in Australia. Obviously, we have Scaife versus Ingle, 2003 at Eastern Creek super, yep. in the V8 Supercars. Ambrose versus Murphy in 2005 yep. at Bathurst. But let's have a look back at some Super Tourers action. The best oh, one. Yes. Winton. The best. Winton, 1994. Paul Morris and Tony Longhurst. Let's have a listen. With a legend, Daryl Eastlake. Longhurst, he really got sideways. This is the last week because they're running out laps. Oh, no, 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 no. They've hit and oh, that's a big shot. Let me tell you, Longhurst tried. Oh, he's not happy either, Longhurst. He gets out of the car. I can't believe this. Their teammates, these two. Oh, no. He's put the biffo back into the bingle. Oh, Tony Longhurst. He's ropeable. An official comes over. He says, get out of it. Get out of it. I'm not interested. <laughs> oh, that's oh. gold. Put I the still... biffo back in the uh, bingle. God was... rest his soul, Daryl Eastlake. Oh, at least guys like uh, Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick do it right because uh, Tony jumped out and tried swinging at Paul, and the yeah. only thing he did yeah. was break the visor off his helmet because oh, no. he didn't take his helmet off. you got to take that like no baloney Tony. Like, you blow away in, in, a, in a stiff breeze, right? There's not much of Tony Longhurst. But, yeah, if you're going to do it, boys, take the helmet off and uh, at least be civil about it. But, I, A, how good is Daryl Eastlake with the, yeah, putting so the biff good. back in the bingle? Outstanding line there. That was brilliant. But you're right. And those examples that you put up, Nimsy, if we're in America, you know, Ambrose and Murphy – they would have laid into each other. Mm. Scaife, you know, might have, uh, Ingle might have pulled over at the end of the race and, and given Scaife a bit of what for. So, look, you know what? Sometimes NASCAR is boring, so I'm really quite happy that uh, the boys got in there in pit lane and had a bit of a swing, and I'd, I'd love to see it here, but you're right, Stevie G. Yeah. <laughs> if you did it here, you'd get five years. You couldn't yeah, do but it. What, but what I do love, and we do have a, an Aussie guy that – that does go go the biff for us. Marcus Ambrose over there in NASCAR, he wasn't shy on uh, on having a, a bit of a stoush with a couple, and he he 
if you Google Marcus Ambrose fight NASCAR, mm-hmm. you'll see a couple of really good ones that Marcus laid into a few of the Americans over there and, yep. uh, you know, obviously taking some aggression out of what he couldn't give Murphy at Bathurst. Yeah, <laughs> I totally agree. And, and like, apart from an official there pulling them apart, no sanctions. We haven't heard of anything come down on top of these two guys that, you know, they're, they're banned for the next couple of races or anything like that. It's just let the boys have at it. You know, they, they feel aggrieved. You guys have a couple of swings at it and then we'll pull you apart and we all go and have a beer in the bar. I love it. Yeah, Australia's a bit soft in that regard. Like you see it out here and you you watch the interviews after a big stash on the track mm. and someone mm. comes rolling up and he goes, oh, you hit me, I'm not happy. And the other one goes, oh, I'm sorry. He goes, oh, just leave me alone, I'm not happy. Yeah, or Reynolds. Remember Reynolds went into the truck after SVG tipped him? Yeah. At uh, Phillip Island He's through de- the Haitian. He's dead to me. He's dead to me, bro. He's dead to me. He's dead to me, bro. Well, mate. That's- that That's had have been me. Yeah. I'd have been in the trailer, and you would have seen things flying out of the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> um, just to give credit to uh, um, the person that texted in about NASCAR, that was Harrison from Adelaide. So thanks for jumping on board, Harrison. Uh, also on the text line, oh, he's put the Biffo back into the bingle. Uh, all, in ca- all in capital letters. So that took a bit of effort, whoever did <laughs> yeah, text well that one in. Yeah. No, it doesn't. You yeah, ever heard of like a caps lock or a double push? Done. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> but having said that, but how good is that? That's, that's an off-the-cuff, spur-of-the-moment um, phrase that Daryl East like, just made up right there and yep. then when it happened. How good is Absolutely. that? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, we, we miss him, Big Daz. One more. Here we go. Uh, Tom in Hobart, NASCAR, six winners in six races in the Cup Series this year. How good. My favourite, Blaney getting the win in Atlanta. There yeah, you go. Very good cool. Good Tom. Very cool. And that's that's the sort of direction that I think um, with regard to cars and everything, that, that supercar should be going with Gen 3. The, those NASCARs over there, they've got basically no aero at all. Uh, and, you know, the the racing is so close and, and there's so many teams that, that can win races. So, you know, like I'm a Trans Am car. Yeah, like a Trans Am car. Very, very, very similar. Like, yep. you know, and I've been outspoken with this, Matty, in the last show or two ago that I said that's the direction that supercars should be going. They should be running a Trans Am car, period. Well, you or, know, if you look, or if a if you look at Trans Am with less aero, something yep. like that. Yep, and if you look at Trans Am at the moment, who are the two guys that are having a great time in there? Marcus Ambrose, Marcus Owen Kelly. Owen Kelly, absolutely. Both actually, NASCAR legends. It's actually funny. If you do actually listen, so Lee Holdsworth's come out and said the same thing about Trans Am. Um, that's, uh, you know, it's a very cool sort of category. Uh, Aaron Noonan mentioned that that's probably uh, the most realistic uh, pathway nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's more relevant than Formula Ford. You can actually match yourself up against guys that, like like you said, if you can put your numbers up against, say, Aaron Seaton's or Owen Kelly's, then you kind of know where you're at. I've just I've just seen a very funny text come through from Christian. <laughs> Who would win a fight between Matty and Stevie J? Well, I can tell you right now, Christian, you put yourself a plate. You put yourself a, a cob loaf in the middle of the table. Uh, I'll get the cameras on and we'll tell you next week. All I will tell you, Christian, is that I can probably run faster than Steve because if he gets me and sits on me, I'm a dead man. You are dead, mate. You are dead. You're dead when to me, get back to Queensland, you are dead. <laughs> Uh, just quickly, while we're on the topic of Trans Am, a 26-car grid will be at the at Mount Panorama next week. Pretty big, huh? Yeah. Very nice. Um, going to be really good. Owen Kelly returning, Nathan Hearn, Aaron Seaton, Andrew Fisher's coming across to have a bit of a run. Holdsworth, I'll be there. Young Nash Morris, uh, too. Nash Morris. Nash, uh, Nash the Flash is having a run. So, yeah, look, I think it's going to be good. And that uh, we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. But uh, next weekend, Easter, Bathurst, six hour. It's going to be 
huge yeah, with a look, capital H. We will. We've had to push that back, but we do, we'll, we'll talk about it next week. There's a massive... Uh, how many, is it 60-odd cars? 65, I bloody wrote I the think. notes. You'd think I'd remember. Um, 65. <laughs> you didn't get a drive, Stevie J? Because you're... You've normally... I, I'm not being facetious. You normally get a drive in the long-distance stuff in production car. I've raced against you in the 12-hour a few times. Yeah, I just... To be honest, I just haven't chased anything this year cool. or last couple. Obviously, last year it was a non-event, but this year, yeah. you know, uh, there was a possibility that Jet may have been running down there in the Hyundai because the Hyundai's are down there, but that's not happening. He's racing this weekend, so um, yeah. But you know, I do have to head down there. I will see you down there. I do have to do some work down there on the Monday, but cool. um, having a weekend off and with the family. There you go. We look forward to seeing what happens at the Bathurst. Six hour that is coming up. It's great to have motorsport and things back to normal. But guys, uh, big show today. Thank you to everyone that texted in too. Fantastic effort there on the temper text. Yeah, absolutely. It's been fantastic. Yeah, really, really yeah. good. Thank you, everybody. All right, well, we'll see you next week right here on the driver's seat. Steve, Matt, or Steve, you have a safe trip up to Queensland, Matt. Well, I'll see you next week. Yeah, you will. I'll stay dry. <laughs> I'm going to start mowing the lawns now because it's going to take me three weeks. We'll catch you next week on the driver's seat. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.